Hey there, thanks for listening to the No Tech to Pro Tech podcast. Every week, we're taking the intimidation out of technology so that you can be empowered to use the right tools the right way for your life, your business, and then to help others. I'm your host, Stephanie Charty, and today we're going to be talking about how to scan something when you don't have a scanner. It's season one, episode two here, and as I mentioned, we're going to talk about scanning documents. The more mobile we become and the more digital we become, the less we find ourselves in need of a printer, which usually includes a scanner and a copier as well. Now, I still have a printer that I use at my office, but I know so many people who simply don't have a printer or scanner at home anymore. And some of them might not even have a computer. They just use a tablet or their smartphone for everything that they do. There are times, though, when you might find yourself needing to scan something. Sure, you could probably go to your local library or a FedEx office store or even just find a friend who has a scanner, but all of those options honestly just seem like a hassle. I don't want to have to drive across town or even just around the corner so that I can scan something. It's going to take forever and be more of a hassle than it's even worth. So how do you get around this hassle? There are a number of different options you can use here, but I'm just going to focus on one method that I find to be a really easy way to scan something and create a PDF document using your smartphone. Now, before you go scan happy and start creating hundreds of PDFs, there are a couple things you want to make sure you do when scanning something. First, you want to make sure you have decent lighting wherever you're laying out the papers you want to scan. If you don't have good lighting, you may end up with a pixelated document that isn't very crisp and probably won't be sufficient for anything more than personal use. The second thing is that you want to scan your documents on a surface that is contrasting to whatever it is you're scanning. So if you have a bunch of white pages, maybe scan them on a dark wood table or even dark carpet. If you have to, you can even lay something out to set your papers on top of. The last thing you want to be mindful of when scanning is to try to avoid any wrinkles or folds in whatever it is you're scanning. So if you're scanning receipts or a brochure or a letter, whatever it is, just try to flatten it out as best as you can before scanning it. Okay, so the method we are going to talk about is going to be by using your Google account. If you have an at gmail.com address or you have a company or organization email that's powered by Google Apps, you already have access to this tool. If you don't have a Google account and want to use this method, you're going to need to go to gmail.com and create an account first. In order to create your scanned document, you're going to need to use the Google Drive app. A lot of phones have it pre-installed, but if for whatever reason you don't have this app on your phone, just go to the Google Play Store or the App Store and search for Google Drive. Once you're in the Google Drive app, you should see a list of any files you may already have saved to your drive. You'll also see a blue plus sign in the bottom corner. Go ahead and click the plus sign and then click scan. This will open up the camera on your phone. So if you've never used Google Drive before, you may need to give Google Drive permission to access your camera and photos. Once you have a live view of your camera, try to make sure you are close enough that whatever you are scanning takes up most of the screen and try to keep your hand as steady as possible. The camera should autofocus, but if it looks blurry to you, you can try moving the camera slightly or tapping the screen for it to refocus. Whenever you're ready, just tap the blue circle to take a picture. If the picture didn't turn out good, 
tap the counterclockwise arrow at the bottom middle of your screen and you can take another picture. Google will automatically try to crop the picture right to the edges of what you're scanning, so that's why setting up your pages on a contrasting surface helps a lot. Sometimes though, you might still need to adjust the crop manually. To do this, you want to find the crop icon on the top right of your screen. It looks like two opposite right angles overlapping each other and they make a square in the middle. It's right next to the paint palette. If you click the crop icon, you will see blue dots all the way around your image where Google thinks it should be cropped to. Just grab any one of the blue handles and drag it as close to the edge of where you want your scan to be. Once you have it adjusted, go ahead and click the check mark in the bottom right corner to accept the new cropped area. Once you're satisfied with the crop of your image, move one icon to the right and tap the little paint palette. This is your image enhancement section. Same as with the crop, Google will automatically try to select the best option. If you're scanning basic text documents, you're likely going to want this option to say black and white. Feel free to click between the four options, none, black and white, color, and color drawing to see which settings you like best for your scan. Once you've decided the image enhancement you want, Let's move one more icon to the right and tap the menu icon that looks like three vertical dots. The first thing you want to do here is rename your scan. Google automatically gives your scan a name based on the timestamp when you took the picture, but this isn't going to be very helpful to you in finding it later. Now, I've got a background in web, so I can be somewhat particular when it comes to file names. Most often, people name their files in ways that aren't exactly friendly for email attachments and other web use. I'm not really gonna get into that now because it's a whole different topic, but I will quickly tell you the two best ways to name your files. You don't wanna put spaces or punctuation in your file names. Instead, you wanna use either camel case or hyphens. For camel case, that just means that with no spaces, you capitalize the first letter of each word so that the file name is easier to read. Or if you prefer to use hyphens, just put a hyphen in place of a space in your file name. Okay, back to our topic. If for whatever reason your image came in sideways or upside down, there's an option to rotate the page until everything is right side up. The last option you have under the menu icon is your settings. This might be getting a little more advanced than you'll need to go, so I'll just touch on it briefly, but I wanna make sure that you know these options are here. The first thing you'll see is image enhancement. This is where we were at earlier in selecting the different color options for your screen. If you click on this and open up the options, you'll see that it should be selected on automatic. Most likely, this will be the best option for you, but if you only ever want to scan in black and white or color, you can definitely set it manually in here. The next option is paper size. The default should be set to US letter, which is a standard eight and a half by 11 size sheet of paper. US letter will probably work okay for most people, but if you have a need to change the paper size, you definitely have that option here. The next option you'll see is paper orientation. If you open it up, the default is set to automatic. Again, Google does a pretty good job at determining the settings for your document based on your scan, but maybe you took a picture of something that's horizontal and Google interprets it as being landscape and you want it to print vertically. You may need to manually change this to portrait or vice versa. The last option we have is image quality. The default setting should be normal here. If you find that the file size of your document is too large, or maybe it's not as clear as you think it should be, you can adjust between high and low quality. More often than not, the normal setting will work just fine. 
Now that we are done in the settings, you can hit the back arrow in the top left corner of your screen to go back to your scanned image. You'll notice directly below the image there will be a 1 slash 1 indicating that you are viewing the first of one total images. If you have multiple pages that you need to scan into the same PDF, you can tap that plus icon on the bottom left of your screen to take a new picture and add to your document. You can crop, adjust color, rotate, or delete each individual page of your PDF. If you need to delete a page, you'll find that option under the menu icon. Once you have all of the pages you need ready to go, the last thing you need to do is tap the check mark on the bottom right of your screen. This will take you back to your drive folder view, and a pop-up at the bottom of your screen will indicate that your file is being uploaded to your drive. Once your PDF is created and uploaded, You'll see your new PDF in either a tile or a list with the file name that you gave it. That's it. You just created a scanned PDF document right from your smartphone without having a scanner. From here, you can attach the PDF to an email, upload it through a file uploader, just keep it on file for your reference, whatever you need to do. One last tip I'll leave you with. You most likely just created your scan in the main folder of your Google Drive. It's fine to leave the PDF here, but if you want to keep your stuff a little more organized, you can tap the three vertical dots next to the file name on your PDF, and there will be an option for you to move the file to a different location and select a subfolder on your Google Drive to store it in. That's it for today, NoTech to ProTech listeners. Go and be ProTech this week and create your first scanned PDF from your smartphone and pass along this tip to other people you know who could use it. If you found this episode to be helpful, please be sure to give NoTech to ProTech a review on iTunes and subscribe to the show wherever you listen on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Have a great day, listeners. I will talk to you again on our next episode.